everybody to our third installment of Don't Go With Me, Girl. I am one of your co-hosts, Miss B. I am Toots. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to get straight into this podcast. What movie are we doing today, Miss Toots? We we are recapping and reviewing um, a movie called Bad Hair. Um, which was directed by what is his name? Justin Simeon. Justin Simeon. I, I didn't get an opportunity to check if what else he's worked in. Did you get mm. to see what else he's done? I've only known that he's done the movie um, Dear White People, which came out sometime in 2014, and then it was a a Netflix series, uh, series yeah. in 2017. Um, and unfortunately, I- Sorry Culture. Um, I have not watched either of those yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 all that I know about him and, and his body of work. So it's it's okay. those two things and bad hair that I Okay. Know I I actually did go and see the movie and see white people when it came out and I've watched the Netflix series. Um I think they have done three seasons so far. Yeah. So oh, wow. the last yeah, the the last season of it, it, it was the greatest to me, but I did enjoy the first two seasons. So, okay, well, it's a little back history on Mr. Simeon. So, um, we can go ahead and start with the recap. So, the movie um, it looks like it starts sometime in the eighties. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's eighty nine, Los Angeles, nineteen eighty nine. Well, even before then, because this is. 89 is when Anna oh, is yeah, older. Yeah. So you I right. would even say it's, it's even possibly it's either very early 80 or like late 70s, like 78 or 79. Uh, Anna is correct. Yes. So we have a scene where we have two girls in the scene. Um, Anna, who's the younger daughter and um, the older sister. What is her name? Linda. Linda. And, uh, based off of what like some of the lingo, I, I take it that um, Anna is adopted. Yes. And, um, Anna and Linda look totally different. Um, Linda is um, in this scene, she looks like a teenager or preteen, maybe somewhere between 12, 14. Um, mm-hmm. Light skin, long hair. And Anna is, she looks like she's about eight, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. Um, small, petite, dark-skinned girl, and you notice Anna has a lot of product in her hair, because her hair is white, and we mm-hmm. realize that product is relaxer. So, oh, yeah. so Linda wants to put the relaxer in her hair to get it straight, um, and she's doing what is, I think, cosmetology <laughs> one-on-one no-no. You don't sit relaxer on your hair like a deep conditioner. I know mm-hmm. some people in our community was doing that. And if you've gone to any cosmetologist, a professional one, you're supposed to really just kind of put it at the base of your hair, like on the roots, not even necessarily the scalp. Right. You definitely don't put it run on it, the scalp. Yes. Run it through. And you only run it through your full hair if you're doing a virgin relaxer. But if you're just mm-hmm. doing a touch up, you run it there. And really, when they are done with the application, you rinse it out. But if you're letting it sit on there, you're just causing a lot of people. I've known people who have even said that they've gone to salons mm. 
where uh, actual salons where the beautician has not only let them let it sit, but mm-hmm. put them under the dryer, girl. Oh, God. But yeah, yeah, they need yeah. to go back to cosmetology school because that ain't well, what the hell you do. But like, I was like, as a customer, you didn't know that was wrong. Y'all just be letting anybody do anything to your head. So um, little Anna is starting to tell Linda, it's burning, it's burning. And then, uh, you know, Linda's like, okay, you know, it ain't stuck there long enough, but you know, if you want your hair nappy, go ahead. So they go to the um, bathtub and, you know, Anna leans against the uh, tub and Linda is rinsing it out and it's burning her. And uh, then Linda's like, okay, now I'm gonna put in the neutralizing shampoo. And as she's doing it, we start to see hair <laughs> in this tub. The poor baby's hair then got ate off from this relaxing. From this and, relaxer, um, yeah. Yes. And um, then it just, it continues to burn. And um, as we're seeing the hair fall out, you know, uh, Linda's like, oh my God, like I read the box. I, I did what it says. Like she's scared because Anna's hurting and then the baby's hair is coming out. And then Anna starts to scream, scream, the blood curling scream. And then we see this just atrocious scab in the back of her hair where mm-hmm. this relaxer has burned through her scalp. And- Girl. I was like, wait, like on this part, I was like, wait a minute. So you got this big old scab in the back of your head already. And like, like at least comparing it to the hair that's sitting in Linda's hand, I was like, nah, this, this, this ain't how this would work. Like, mm-hmm. like at, at least like that little bitty scab that she had wouldn't produce that much hair. Or if, you know, all of the hair that Linda had in her head, she should have less hair in her head, you know. Yeah, and, and, I was I was expecting a Tina Turner moment, you know, when they put that yes. relaxer and Tina Turner head and all that shit came off. That is exactly what I was expecting. And um, and then the crazy thing was, you know, I understand you can get some small stores in your head. I too have gone through that, mm-hmm. but I never had it to where that shit looked like it was almost already kilo. Exactly. So, exactly. And that's why I was like, no, whoever did this, I, I don't know if they've ever had any experience with scalp burns, but this wasn't it. But of course, for cinemat- you know, cinematic effect, I get it. You know, you want the yeah. show to how evil this creamy yeah. crap yeah. is. Yes. For the <laughs> who does not know creamy crap, yeah. that is uh that is the a phrase we use for relaxer, or if you like to say mm-hmm. term, it's technically relaxer, but whatever. It is, yeah, it's technically a relaxer, but you know, we grew up saying perm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my perm today, girl. It's, yeah. it's a damn relaxer. Yeah. <laughs> so these screens go into a scene, it fades out, and it goes into this scene where we see this tree. This is big tree. I, at first, I was like, is this an oak tree, whatever? And then we hear like just very ominous music. Um, mm-hmm like a horror music. It had just a really scary tone. And then you start to see this hair, like all this hair get put in like these buckets or bushels and it looks like textured hair. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see some a hand and this ominous music is still playing in the back. 
background mm-hmm. while you see um, a chemical get poured onto the hair. And I had to rewind it because like, I was like, what is this chemical? And then you look on the bottle and it says bleach. Like, so I don't wow. know if this, was, if this was a different bleach, but uh, they were bleaching the hair. Uh, and then you see like they're doing things to it. So they're chemically processing it. And then you see these people pulling apart the hair you know, so it's a whole process of, I guess, making weaves, and then you see the hair being packaged, and then it's being boxed, and um, and on the boxes are these crates. The uh, company on the box, it says Madison Company, Louisiana, 19, <clears throat> excuse me, 1866, and then mm-hmm. all of the crates are put in this um, industrial truck. And the truck starts driving, um, and I guess transporting the hair. And then the uh, scene goes into <clears throat> present day Los Angeles, 1989. Mm-hmm. And, and then as it, it, so, we see like a, in um, you know, like the city part of Los Angeles. And then you see a scene where you see this same truck, um, the same truck, I guess driving with these weaves. So I don't know, like if the scene before we see the processing, it's the same era, but like clearly this, um, this company has been in business for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that we are um, present day LA, 1989, we're seeing people on the streets, we see the truck and then it cuts to a scene and we see this, uh, we start to see this dark-skinned woman with uh, very gorgeous 4C hair. And mm-hmm. she's doing her hair in the mirror. And um, I'm partial to 4C hair. I think it's great. I have it. I love it. Um, and um, she's doing her hair. She's grooming it, combing it, parting it. And uh, as she's, like, fixing it, she goes to the back. We see this big scab in the back. And so we now know this is Anna and she's grown now. So um, she's getting her hair done and she puts like a a headband in her hair and then uh, cuts to the next scene. So you see Anna, she's sitting in a room and it looks like she's in an audition. And, um, you know, she's like saying um, all these qualities that she has, like, you know, she can be this or this type and, um, you have these two casting directors. Maybe they're not, that's not their exact title, but they're sitting there and they're mm-hmm. filming her. And, you know, they're saying how, they're looking at her resume and it seems like she's credentialed in television, but I think she's been like an administrative assistant, but in the television world. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was just saying like how she has a lot of appeal, you know, she is credentialed, she can do this and this and work in front of the television. Um, and they tell her, well, we're looking for um, more of a rock and roll urban type. And we know what that means. Yeah, they, they, they need a little bit more rock than urban. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that, that means they, <laughs> they, they, they want somebody that look like Hillary Banks or downtown mm-hmm. Julie Brown. They want them yeah. to be black, but not... Anna Black, mm-hmm. a safe black. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's a good word for it. A, a safe, soft black. So um, as she's still trying to say how well she would do, um, they dismiss her. They dismiss her and she leaves. And, um, and when she leaves, she goes in the hallway and she sees a lot of other women who are auditioning for this role and they all have a certain look. They look nothing mm-hmm. like her. They have that downtown Julie Brown look. Mm-hmm. And um, if we have any listeners that are a little younger, please Google downtown Brown. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, um, you know, she walks out of the audition and she sees all the Hillary Bank types. So the next scene, it looks like it cuts to her outside smoking, you know. Yes. And the smokes, and I'm sure that stressed her out. So she, you know, had to get her a new port or whatever that was. It probably wasn't a new port back then. It was black. <laughs> it might have. It might. It might have been like a Virginia Slim or a Cool Filled the Kings or you know <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And you like, know, I, and, and what's funny is like I'm looking at her smoking. I'm like, God damn! Like seriously. But back then, smoking was heavy. Smoking was the thing. You know. It was normal, and, and and now that I think about it, when I look at when I remember those ads in um, Jet magazine or Ebony, because there was a lot more cigarette ads, the ads that were marketed to like black women was Cools and Virginia Slims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it was one of those. I think it was one of those. So you know, Anna, she she hits a cigarette, and um, let's see. It looks like after she smokes her cigarette, she um, enters a work building. So this looks like a professional work building. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets into the lobby of this building. Looks, you. I think one thing that becomes visible is she looks very different from a lot of people around the building. Yes. White. Um, Anna, she's dark skin, uh, short 4C afro, and everyone looks... I guess, quote unquote, uh, what you would deem professional, which mm-hmm. I fucking hate that. And, um, and then one, one scene that sticks out in um, while she's in the lobby, which I find like very strange, but once you watch more of the movie, you get it, is this white woman, this blonde white woman, and it looks like she's surrounded by colleagues and she does the white girl flipping her hair, which is, because <laughs> it was a real dramatic Mm-hmm. And Anna knows. And uh, while she's walking, um, I guess because she got distracted with what that woman was doing, wasn't watching where she was going, and she runs into uh, this man. And when he turns around, we realize this is Dawson from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yes. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> and um, you know, you can tell she's startled, and then. He had associates around him and they were all looking at her like she was crazy. And he walks yeah. off and then you hear him whisper, who is that? You right. I, I hope she does. Does she doesn't work here? Does she? Like that's what he yeah. says. Like yeah. now, mm-hmm. let me let me just put this. <laughs> why is it that every time I see James Vanderbeek, the Dawson's Creek song immediately plays in my head? Like oh, James oh, Vanderbeek oh, has done so much more than did. Than, Jay, than Dawson's Creek, but it's like every time I see him, 
the little song goes off in my head. Like, oh God, that's that's not James, right. James Vanderbeek could be 85 years old. That nigga is still gonna be Dawson to me. He is. <laughs> that's Dawson. That's not I don't right, even remember when Dawson's true. last name was on the show. Dawson's Creek. That's his name. <laughs> That's not the damn character's name. And now I gotta look it up because I don't fucking know either. That's his last name to me. Creep. Dawson Creep. <laughs> so dumb. That show was the shit, girl. Dawson. I liked it. It was a good show. It was for you. There was a lot of good shows on the WB back in the day. Girl, I used to love that damn channel. Who Lord. Dawson Leary is the character's <laughs> name. <laughs> damn Dawson's Creek. <laughs> oh yeah, but he's he's very dismissive of her. Like he like she she's just not even noticeable. Like he, like on his radar. He's just like I hope this bitch that spilled my coffee on me don't work here, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the next scene, um, it looks like um, the next scene, she's um, walking up into, I guess, the office in, in that building. And it looks like um, she works, for, you start to see the marquees and like some of the things playing on TV. And it looks like she works for a network called Culture. Mm-hmm. Which is basically um, BET. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Culture, aka BET. Mm-hmm. It's definitely BET back in the day, and it looks like um, she notices she's late for a meeting, so she creeps in this meeting. And I guess the awkward part of this meeting is we see Dawson, and I don't know what his name in this movie is, but I told you. <laughs> He's sitting at the table at this meeting and it looks like he's a lead executive and he's saying basically because um, I guess BET in the 80s it seemed more like black culture like R&B soul remember soul and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah, it was really heavily black. So you were looking at what Anita Baker's and Alexander O'Neill's and like, mm-hmm. like that. And they were was, they were heavy like R and B. They were heavy, um, like like we, we Yeah, and and it wasn't necessarily popular music, but it was definitely it music that black people knew and enjoyed. Yes, yes. So and, you know there was. And Dave and and Dawson's Creek's character's name on here is Grant. His, yeah, his name is Grant Madison. Yeah. Anyway, Dawson is at the table. <laughs> right. And in so many words, he's like, look, I mean, I'm just gonna paraphrase. He was like, look, this black shit isn't working. Uh, we need to, you know leaning more to a newer urban market. And he's like, you know, I'm listening to, um, you know, I keep my ear to the streets and I've been to the Apollo and basically this whole Teddy Riley, New Jack swing is the new wave, which we know that later happens 
in the 90s. Yes, it does. And and let, let me just say, like, I don't know if that was the thing back then, but I, but I guess it was to, like, hire a, a white exec to come in and kind of, like, retrain and rebrand and all this kind of stuff. But I was just thinking as Dawson's Creek was talking, I was just like, ugh, like, this, this is just so wrong you know like and he like even the way he was talking you know i spent all this time at the apollo um kicking it with teddy riley and jim and jerry you know jim and jimmy jam and terry lewis and blah 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 and i was like first of all nigga you said kicking we don't say kicking nothing we say kicking c-k-i-c-k-i-n like i need you to stop (laughs) stop trying to like you know it's like when you you know because we're at a certain we're at a certain age where we did live through that and like mm-hmm. that it did transition to that so i'm like damn like that was really probably going down in yeah. the vaccine so like if that is true that is disturbing but i could see it mm-hmm. i could definitely it, especially yeah. especially if they're trying to like emulate uh what 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 uh, what's, what's, what's yeah MTV which is to me I guess RMV in the mo- in in this movie um but yeah if you're trying to do MTV and MTV is getting into everybody's homes you, you're mm-hmm. gonna send somebody that's gonna revamp this this network to kind of well, emulate that but still try to keep the black people watching you know yeah and but you know what else is crazy though because um MTV. I think MTV is only 38 or 39 years 82. And so this came out in 89. And for the longest, MTV was not playing Black music. So that's why you needed a BET. And uh, what got Black music and Black shit on MTV was Thriller. Mm-hmm. When that happened, and I guess they were seeing what demographic and what people were, you know, support Michael Jackson and everything, they realized we can put more black shit on here and get more, garner more audience. So I think then you had a little plethora of all kinds of music. And so a network like Culture, AKA BET, mm-hmm. I can definitely why they would want to emulate that and get a white executive there. So, right. interesting. So as we're sitting there at the table, he's saying like, you know, basically a way that we need to, you know, get to that level was to shake things up. So next to him is uh, one of the VPs. And I forget what she was exactly VP of, but she was high level VP. And her name is Edna. And I forgot the actress name that plays Edna because I've seen her in a lot of things. Beautiful mm-hmm. black. Like she looks very unapologetic black, but you know, still like professional. Right. Dread. I think she had dreads, right? Like, I'm not mistaken. Like, that was oh, dreads. Sister locks, like, and long, beautiful sister locks. Like, no, I'm not trying to hide the texture of my hair. Mm-hmm. Like, she looked like that. So he said um, she's going to step down. And then uh, her replacement is going to be a character named Zora. Zora Choice. Mm-hmm. And Zora is famed actress Vanessa Williams. Mm-hmm. And um, Zora 
has a very different aesthetic than Edna. Mm-hmm. We just Edna was, uh, you know, chestnut brown woman with these locks, you know, black features, full lips, a black nose, you know, very um, unambiguously black. And then you have Dora, who is a, a very light complexion woman with light eyes. And she's got this Euro textured hair. Mm-hmm. We all believe, but like they have a totally different aesthetic. And um, it's uh, she's chosen as that. And, you know, she's introduces herself and she says how she used to be a, a retired model and you know but she really wants change there and she says um she, she there's one thing she says i guess when she's talking to the group is um the new name will be cult <laughs> right of the program <laughs> instead of culture and you see one of the girls who's standing on the wall you know as the team is listening how she looks over kind of like what the fuck but it's kind of like a a scary what the fuck because mm-hmm. the word cults and like you know now you want this new culture of things so it was kind of a um her saying that was kind of foreshadowing to some right. things that's gonna happen in the movie um yeah so the next thing like the girls are like some of the girls who work there so we have anna the three girls that's focused on is um anna uh, Brooklyn, who is played by uh, Lena, what's Lena Waithe? Girl, I was about to say Lena Horn, but Lena <laughs> Man, Lena Horn been dead for a long time. <laughs> yes. And then the other girl, they call her um, Sister. Sister, S-I-S-T-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, that's the name we get. And so they're all, when they do hear that Edna's leaving, they're all like upset you know because they fuck with Edna so the next scene we see Edna at the elevator and um Anna sister in Brooklyn pretty much like you know why are you leaving like you know we need you here and Anna's pretty much Edna's pretty much like you know they want some new shit but you know I got my own shit lined up um you know here's my card I'm gonna keep in contact with y'all mm-hmm. you know with me just be patient and we're going to do some shit that's for us by us. We're going right. to have a football network. Mm-hmm. So that's how the scene ends there. And then, girl, do you want to start talking about Julius? Girl, this, this, uh, before we even get to Julius, this, this whole like board meeting um, was, was just something else. Like, the whole like we're renaming this thing to cult. I was like, yeah, because you know, that's that whole like herd mentality, and you know, you have to you have to be like symbiotic and be one with whatever the damn company is doing and all this kind of shit. And I was just like, you know, you you can do all of these things, but you don't have to change these people so much. But I like you know, I I don't know. It it just bothered the hell out of me. Um, but that's that's what they do to us black folks. They always gotta like just try to like they 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 act like they like what we're offering, you know. In this case, our music, our culture, and then they come want to come right on in and change shit, you know, like change the whole essence of what made this company what it was in the first place, and it just uh, it just made me feel some kind of way. But it, anyway, yeah, let's. 
we can we I can move on to Julia's bitch ass. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. They um, they definitely wanna they they like us to an extent. Like they like what they can commodify. Mm-hmm. It's cool when they um own it, or it's cool when they do it. Right. But when you do it, it's not cool. So. Yes, I do have an issue with that. Okay, so Julius. <sighs> that nigga. With this Tyler Perry ass wig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who is played by um, Jay Farrell, a comedian who's been who is, on a lot of different productions. Yeah, who's, who is a very funny guy. Um you know, so I'm, 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 you know, he did, he did a good job with his character because I can't fucking stand his ass. So, um, but yeah, he had that goddamn high top going on, and I was like, what in the Tyler Perry wig is this? That fall from Grace ass wig, and <laughs> his character kept brushing it with that brown brush. Yeah. Oh. So, um, and, and you know, and you know, we done knew we've we've known guys like that, you know, back in the day, brush, brushing that little faded part of their head, you know, like, dude, like, okay, this what this what you gonna do all day? You just gonna brush that goddamn little hair? Like it, mm-hmm. it's brushed. Like, what else can you do about it? You know, like, yes, but yes. Oh well. So, so it looks like Anna hosts um, this television show on the um network called the block and it looks like it's a video show it shows music videos and in the middle of her you know feeling happy and hosting julius comes in there and bombards her shit and basically takes over the host it wasn't even like a smooth transition no 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 she was she was occupying the camera until he got there Oh, so she's so yeah. She late. definitely wasn't hosting. She was just in the camera, like I guess, like kind of wasting time or whatever until he got there because oh. he was running late. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh. I didn't know what the fuck that was going on because I was like, "That's rude and unprofessional." Yeah. I mean, he's rude and unprofessional anyway. But but no, she de- she wasn't the host. Um, she was just basically taking up a little bit of time before he came okay. there to host the show. Okay. So, you know, he gets up there, starts doing his shit, hosting, and then he brings up the next video. And the next video is um, one of the most hottest popular artists at the time. Yeah, Basically, she's the, she's well, the princess of pop soul. <laughs> I was like, uh, ironically, of pop she soul. was um, the Beyonce of that day. And um, her name is the artist named Sandra, who would play by Kelly Rowland. Yeah, I thought she was cute. She to me, she was Janet Jackson. Like she wasn't she, to me, but which you know, I guess if, if by our by the standards of today, Janet Jackson was the Beyonce of yeah. the early nine the the eighties and nineties. You know? It was like a Janet Jackson slash Tony Braxton vibe slash. Like, cause she could, it, it wasn't just, she could sing and she had the socialness, but she could dance. Mm-hmm. She was she was like a combination of a lot of artists at that time. Mm-hmm. And one thing we noticed is, uh, you know, Kelly Rowland is beautiful and she's got that beautiful ass uh, pleasure principle. Janet yes. Jackson. 
long that is definitely the five mm-hmm. I picked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that we noticed is um, I don't know if these contacts were supposed to be hazel, but they were <laughs> that uh, they were that thriller yellow. Yeah, her eyes definitely kept changing colors. <laughs> yes, um, and I think they I think the girls made a comment while they were watching the video too. Like, is that like is that a new nose and and is that contacts and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Um, I guess in um, I don't know what kind of room that would be, but um, Brooklyn's sister and um, Anna and another girl, and we see um, Edna and her assistant in the foreground, and you know they're basically criticizing uh, her look because before um, before like the '90s, black women didn't really, and even part of the '90s. Weave wasn't like a commonplace thing. So they was like, her hair, like, what is that? And mm-hmm. you know, they was like, and, you know, like, I think one of the girls was just like, I couldn't wear another dead bitch's hair in my hair. And <laughs> like, is that, is, is that a nose, a new nose? And, you know, someone was like, that's contouring. And uh, it's con- is this contact? Basically, like, she don't look like them. Mm-hmm. Poor people they grew up with. They knew she had had some things done, and so they're criticizing it. But the whole time, we notice Anna in the front, and she's like smiling. You can tell, like by her face, like she's admiring this person. No, she's admiring it. And so all the girls leave, and when uh, Anna turns around, she notices Edna, and like she kind of cowers up, like she gets shy, and they walk off the night, going about to their duties. Um, something else in the video uh, that was fucking weird uh, was uh, the main love interest in Sandra's video was Usher and I just don't know why the fuck he was there girl I <laughs> and, and, and like if you if you watch the video like if you watch the I get it video like he walks in and I don't know if it's at the end of the video or whatever, but even still, I was like you, a queer. I was like, okay, what was, what's the point of him being here? You know, and and then like once you watch the movie and you watch it further, you still like, what is the fucking point of Usher Raymond being in this film? Why is he here? Yes. So. <laughs> The next thing with his Tyler Perry wig, you know. <laughs> so, Usher, mm-hmm. Usher is the main guy in Sandra's video. Yeah, and we just don't even understand his purpose, his point. Right. If you the way the video was constructed, we were just like, "Whole lives you hear? This doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense." On, in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. Um, he too has a Tyler Perry wig. This one is a Gumby a la um, Don't Be Cool Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't like any of it. You know that meme where the, the guy turned and then all the question marks pop up around his head? Like that's, <laughs> that is what happens yeah. when Usher appears on the screen. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, he's the romantic interest in the video. And again, we're saying Anna, she just seems enamored with the video and Sandra and the other girls were not impressed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they when they all leave, we see um, 
It looks like Anna and Julius are, um, are they in his dressing room or they're just in a, a room? A I think they're in the room where they're shooting uh, yes. the show. Yes. And um, just based off the conversations, the, the small talk they were having, you can tell Anna and uh, Julius have been um, fucking. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's basically like, you know, am I going to see you again soon? And he brushes her off and he's like, look, I've been seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. And um, she don't like that. She just like, you know, but you saw me earlier. And he was just like, you push for that. And he basically plays her like a lame and walks off and yeah. has her looking stupid. And I just thought it was so just ashy of him. And But, you know, <laughs> they were I love that. that. Ashy. They were doing that in 89 and um, they're doing that in 2020. So right. it's just, you know, history and uh, niggas repeating themselves. But you, and, and, and it's my thing, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you were upfront with her and, and saying that you were seeing somebody else, but you, you could have been told her that. You could have told her that before y'all fucked in the dressing room. Today, earlier you yeah. know like you, yeah. you could have been told her all of this you you just being an old nasty stank ass nigga at that point you know um and he's like, like you know we well, had a whole I, conversation you know, about this earlier today hmm. and he mm. he's all you know we it, you know this has been killing me and you know we 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 made this into something that it really wasn't and blah 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 and i'm like you was a fucking you're like you fuck are really. a dick yeah, you a fuck boy. This is the fuck boy of the the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, um and, yeah. and brushes that whack ass face <laughs> like leave her looking stupid. That okay. fucking whack ass brush, like just go somewhere, you know. Yes. So the next scene, um, it looks like we're in Anna's apartment. Anna's apartment looks like a motel room. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just not a nice apartment. Um, and then uh, something that just confuses me is um, uh, Anna's in bed watching TV. And on TV, there's a television show with Sandra Kelly Rowland. Uh, she got a different wig on and a uh, shirt. <laughs> And this is like a BET movie, like a love movie. I don't know what it was about. It was just fucking weird. It was so we was it see- was it a film? Because I I just thought it was more of the of music video. video. Yeah, no, it was a film because there was credits that role that was longer than the, those were movie credits or wow. show credits. So I was just like. Okay, these are like some real superstars in the movie. She does music. He, I don't know what he does. Um, so like, so and, like and, she, she on her Diana Ross shit, like with the music yes. and the starring in the movies, and you know that's that's like Diana Ross and and Billy D. Williams, you know. <laughs> and um, you know, Usher still had that bad wig, but this time Kelly's wig in this movie was bad because it was like it was you know. Too. You know, like that '80s black woman mullet back in the day. <laughs> it, it looked like the curls in the front, and then it was flipped. In the, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. Some of our mamas had. <laughs> yeah, that had that flip at the bottom and the back, and then you had that little, you know, 
uh, feather feather combed mm-hmm. hair in the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may have had like that swoop bang or a, a little back. It, it just, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, again, you can tell um, Anna um, she, just by the look of the apartment, you know, she's living on a low salary and mm-hmm. um while she's watching this yes while she is watching this BET ass movie um there's a hard knock on the door and um she knows what it is so she gets up and cuts off the TV so it sounds quiet and it's the landlord basically like bitch you ain't paid the rent um she's evading the landlord because um you know She's having some financial issues. Mm-hmm. She um, ten she ten days late, but I mean, I I guess maybe this was before all of the goddamn fair act standards and shit. You know, like mm-hmm. fucking landlords could just come knock on your door and berate you and shit. Like, bitch, what my rent at? Yes. You know, yes. Uh, but you you definitely see that she's having financial issues and you know yes. not being able to pay her rent and shit. And her her landlord is a dick. So. Yes. Like, you know, he's just like, all right, you know, I'll be back. And, you know, she goes back to her little area and then it cuts to the next thing where we're back at Cult. I hate the name of that place. And we're seeing in the scene where we see new people coming along. It looks like, you know, at first it looks like there was more women, more Black women at that station. And you see uh, what looks like uh, a man walk out of Zora's office mm-hmm. and he looks happy so it looks like he possibly have a job there so they're you know changing the look and then we also see um, a scene where it looks like a cubicle situation a bunch of women with um, computers or typewriters probably typewriters back in the day and we see one lady in the back get her box and collect her things so you can tell she's out so mm-hmm. you can, there's a lot of changes going on in the office. Um, then um, Zora's um, Zora's assistant comes up to Anna and is like, Zora wants to see you. And Zora's assistant is kind of nice. She's just like, you know, she kind of gives her like tips. And she's like, hey, you know, just want to let you know, this is an interview. So right. basically she's giving her hands up like, you know, c- conduct yourself as that because we're making changes. Right. Like, just because mm-hmm. we're here, no one is there. Um, so, she comes in. Zora is uh, pretty much like, so, Anna, like, you know, I see you've been here um, for four years as an executive assistant, and she wants to know, like, what are her aspirations? Like, why she hasn't moved up? And Zora has said, like, you know, she's also, she's always wanted to produce, um, you know, she came up with the idea of the show, The Block. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Julius is the host. And she was like, you know, when I came here, Julius was, was, was a receptionist. And now mm-hmm. he's a host. And, you know, like, um, yeah, know, I, think, I think she mentioned I think she mentioned something like the the guy must have seen something in him, you know, like. And, and and it's funny because if, if if it's based on how they were already working, there were a lot of women in that office, mm-hmm. you know. But he yeah. quote unquote must have seen something in Julius in order mm-hmm. to give him that, you know, goddamn sexism. Yes. And even when she's saying it, you can tell it's like some shade, 
but mm-hmm. she's like still selling herself short. Like Anna, you can she seems timid and she doesn't have a lot of confidence. And um, you know, um, tells and Anna um like she had ideas for the show and um goes onto this whole spiel of like her vision for the show is and you can tell Anna has like some great ideas and it's so while she's telling her this it's going in a circular motion like the camera where it pans to Zora and then around the circle of the office and then back to Anna and back to Zora and something strange I noticed and I don't Uh know if you caught this when it looks at when it's Zora you start to see pieces of Zora's hair move. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did notice that. Yes. The first time I watched it, I didn't notice it. But yeah. Zora's hair is like moving on its own, but it's very, it's very subtle. So mm-hmm. if you don't really like pay attention to it, you would miss it. Mm-hmm. So you see one view of it happen in the front and it's very fine pieces. So it's not like super obvious. Right, and then when they pan around, do that circular panoramic view from the back. You see it move from the back, so it's just very, very strange. And and the first time I watched it, I didn't even catch the front view. I caught the back view, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, like did I just watch a mistake or something? But then I was like, "Wait a minute, no, that's hair moving." Yeah, yeah, yes more foreshadowing for this movie mm-hmm. and so you know she was like as she's giving her these ideas she was like okay Zora's like you Zora seems impressed and she's like well I'd like for you to give me a write-up some notes and like something in the future but uh Anna already had this prepared and she mm-hmm. handed it to her which I was just like go bitch go I you love know, it she- I love it bitch like staying up for your shit you know you you yes. got these ideas Throw your shit out there, you know. Yes. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Thank and so, you. Yes. And so she handed that to her and she was like, and then Zora was like, how'd you know I was going to need this? And Anna was like, I didn't, but you know, I've known what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so then she was like, she looked at Zora. No, Zora looks at Anna and is like, um, you know, perhaps one day I'll need an associate producer. So she's kind of hinting out, like, you know, you get on your shit, like, you know, I could bump you up. And, you know, she's like, thank you. And as she's walking out, Zora asks Anna, Anna, who does your hair? Mm -hmm. And Anna says, no one does my hair. And then, you know, Zora goes in this whole spiel, like, you know. Don't you think you should change it? Don't you get tired of, yeah, you know, aren't you, aren't you tired of it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Aren't you tired of it? Aren't you tired of the stairs? You come, to, I'm sure you come to this building. People don't think you work here or belong here. Mm-hmm. Like just everything, just really saying everything is wrong with her hair. And it, it just sucks because it was like this woman, even though she is donning all these euro features she's still a black woman but she's the one saying your hair ain't good enough right you know and and she tries to put it in the guise of you know like these music people and and this new music culture you know they have certain expectations you know Mm -hmm. um and i think she mentioned something like 
you know, I, I, I let me see, let me check my notes. She says something like, like my girls, they need to flow freely, you know. And I'm guessing that was some type of like pick code for hair. Yeah. And I was like, you, you bitch. <laughs> Yes, you know you want to be one of my girls, you know, with her hair flowing freely, and I was like, "Jeez, Louise," you know, like, and and it's funny because like not one point, not not at one time did she say, you know, well, let me let me send you to a nice natural hairstylist, you know. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Here, go 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 see Virgie," you know. So the card for the salon is named Virgie, and on the back of the card it says, "That's where Sandra gets her hair done." Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm sure that resonated hard with Anna because she loves, um, she loves Sandra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Anna goes to her family's house. So Anna's sister's there. Um, Anna's sister's boyfriend or husband there. Her mom and her fine ass uncle, who's Blair Underwood, mm-hmm. and all his hair is is pepper. And his beard, and he's still fine. And you know what? You know what's funny? This the the period in which this movie was set, like the late eighties, early eighties, late eighties. That that's when Blair Underwood started coming up. You know, started oh, yes. being. He was in the early Jackson Janet Jackson videos. He was very young. He was very handsome then. And so then oh, to girl, watch I, I him, him with fresh grooves, girl. Hmm. 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 <laughs> But his, his finest was but, when he was in State It Off. Girl, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could have been Jada Pinkett's character at that time. Because I would have been like, I, you know what? Yeah, we, we need some money, but they, I got this fine-ass man right here. And if I rob this bank, I'm going to have to leave this fine-ass man alone. Like... <laughs> It damn is robbing a bank worth it, y'all? Like maybe y'all, maybe y'all can rob this one without me. You know, like I, I don't need, I don't need the money from this one. You know, hit, hit me up when we go hit the next bank. You know, <laughs> Jesus. But but like to know that he's mm. playing a character set back in the not at the eighteen like the eighty nine the eighty nine ninety. I was just like this when Blair Underwood first came out. So I don't know. It just made me feel some kind of way. I was like, this man is still goddamn handsome and just mm. gorgeous. And now he got the salt and pepper shit that I love. Mm. Girl, I love mm. salt and pepper on the man. Like, who? Mm-hmm. But, he had, but he had a full head and a full beard. Mm-hmm. A healthy looking hair. Oh, girl. Okay. All right. We're getting off track. So she yeah. goes to the yeah. family and you can tell the, her family uh, they're a very educated group of people, but not like pretentious. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that um, her uncle, I don't know what Blair Underwood's character's name is because mm-hmm. I forgot because he was so fine. Um, he is very into African culture. So he hands her this book or they're talking about the book. And then we notice they're flipping through the pages. We do see this one page that says the moss haired girl, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't really know what that's about. She's just flipping through the pages and she says something under her breath like you know uh, I forgot exactly what she said basically like this is kind of ridiculous yeah she said it's ridiculous and that makes him stop in his tracks like 
what do you what do you mean and she's just like well you know she's like I just find it funny that you know we're a group of PhDs and you know educated people and we're like buying into these superstitions and these fables and these fairy tales mm-hmm. yeah and um, he then you know pauses and then he educationally reads her and basically tells her like <laughs> your man education read <laughs> yeah it was an educational read and basically yeah. like you don't know who you are like uh, you've been indoctrinated since you've been born mm-hmm. to you know live by a westernized European standard just you know a, a good educational read you know m- makes her think a little bit mm-hmm. yeah the, the name of the book I was trying to find out what it was for the longest I think his name Slave Lore um, yes that's what it was yeah Slave Lore Slave Lore okay. so um, <laughs> you know she then the next thing she goes in her mom's the kitchen and basically is like you know um, they are price gouging us with the rent he's raised at five hundred dollars because her uh, landlord is a slumlord, mm-hmm. and um, you know her mom gives her the money and just like don't worry about it. You know like, when you get this producer job, you pay me back. She's supposed to use that money for rent, right? But Anna does some nigga shit and goes to the salon. <laughs> she goes to the salon and she wants to look like Sandra and them. And she goes to Virgie's and the receptionist tells her, um, well, with the cost of hair service, it's going to be $450. And Anna's like, $450? Shit. uh, (laughs) But the the, uh, receptionist didn't tell her Virgie's pretty much booked up like till forever. So um, we couldn't even get you in today. So you'll have to probably get service with someone else. They're just coming another time. And she wasn't trying to hear that shit. Anna walks back there, you know, and walks straight up to Virgie's uh, chair and Virgie, you know, pretty much begging her, like, I need this. Like, haven't you had a dream? Like, haven't you wanted something so bad? And I guess Virgie, something resonates with her. And Virgie is played by Lorraine Cox. Mm-hmm. Um they had her doing hair in orange is the new black and I guess they liked her character doing hair so much they had her doing hair. <laughs> and um she she was just like, you know, I'll do one good deed, you know, pretty much go have a seat. And like many black salons, Anna's in that seat for a long time because when Anna went, it was daytime. Mm-hmm. And when Virgie woke Anna up, it was nighttime. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something about that scene was just off with me between um, Anna and, and Virgie or, you know, Laverne oh, yes. Cox. I, oh, yes. I don't know. I just felt like... It was I some... Mean, I, I, yeah, it was some bullshit, you know. It was like very... It was it was an off energy. You know, something that yeah. else that I thought that was weird. When um, Anna, right before she uh, goes to sleep, she has the book Slave Lore and she starts to look at it. But then she notices a magazine in front of her mm-hmm. and uh, she puts the Slave Lore book and she picks up a magazine. It's got Sandra on the cover that she starts smiling. And the title of the magazine is Creamy, like Creamy Crack Relaxer. Yeah, it's like it's like I can't hold on to this book no more. Like this, this is this is what I want. You know, yes, and it, it basically symbolizes the change. Yeah, yes, that's, yes. That's about and, and the happen. messaging, like for the thing to be creamy, like we know that was not on purpose. I'm sure the name 
they weren't intended to be creamy crack, but like that's what we get <laughs> as an uh, audience. So she goes to sleep, and then uh, Virgie wakes her up. Um, and what happens? Hey, take a chill pill. We'll be right back. So what happens is uh, uh, Virgie wakes up Anna and tells her, come on, let's go find her. Um, Basically, let's go transform you. Let's go find your (laughs) hair. Um, And then she takes her in a back and then there's all these different like weaves and like types of hair and colors of hair and stuff. and even from, the way she had the hair from. set up, it wasn't like the way we would see it in a store today. She mm-hmm. had it hanging. It, it was almost curtain-like, all mm-hmm. these weaves, like long curtains of weave. It was very fascinating. So Anna finds the hair and, um, you know, she sits down and she's going to get a sew-in. And Virgie asks her, are you tender-headed? And we know Anna is tender headed as fuck, but she's lies and she's like, no. Mm-hmm. So we go into the most painful, evil version of a sew-in I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. And I've, <laughs> and I've had plenty of them. But they really hyped this sew-in up. But something that I've caught, so at first, you know, Virgie um, it, uh, is telling Anna, you know, the story of like, how her mom did her hair and, you know, how she got burned with the hot comb, just talking to her through this. And um, as she's braiding, I noticed these tribal marks on her fingers. Did you peep that? I did not at all. Virgie has these weird symbols on her fingers. And I'm just like, is it, that's some artist type of shit? But I was just like, nah, that means something. I think those, if you go back and look at the symbols, something weird is on her nails. And so I noticed that as she's doing the braid work. And then we get to this, and Anna is crying. She's crying. And then we get to the sewing. And like the way they film the sewing, we all know like the, the needle goes to the braids and it's like no big deal. And maybe if you first get a sewing, it's tight, but like, it's not really that serious. And then you start to see her scalp bleed. Now we don't, I truly don't think Virgie was going through her scalp or maybe she was, or maybe that was just to illuminate how much this hurts Anna. So maybe Anna feels like her scalp is bleeding and she's crying. Like she can't hold it together and she passes out in the chair. Girl, I was I was like, okay, like, I know this is supposed to be, like, a satire of, mm-hmm. you know, like, or, or it's it's definitely supposed to demonstrate the whole pain process that you're going through of changing who you are, you know, mm-hmm. for, for something else. This, I guess, evolution process or, you know, whatever. It's, it's supposed to hurt when, you know, mm-hmm. I guess you, you're giving up on who you really are and changing into something else. But I was like, God damn, this has got to be like, no hairdresser would just be fucking somebody's scalp up like this, just cutting this person's hair with these damn needles. in the chair know? with all this, I would be like, no. 
Right. Like, I, I, can't, like, like I can't do this. Like, if it comes to the point that if I got to fucking pass out for you to fucking do my goddamn hair, I don't need it done. Just shave this shit off. Just shave yeah. it. Shave it and give me a wig. I can't do it. So she passes out and she wakes up to um, Virgie's um, voice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, she something like she says something along the lines of like um, many people have passed out before. Like you know. Yeah, like you're you're thing. not you're not the first to faint. You know. Yes. So, and I guess um, I guess you know with all that that violent transformation that's going on with all of the blood and shit, like she wakes up and now she's just beautiful she, and different now. Yes, and her hair looks totally different. It's um. I guess what people say laid is um, straight, slowly. It's the total opposite of what her hair was before. And then Virgie was like, this is, um, this is my personalized hair oil. And, you know, it's important that she use it every day or twice a day, you know, to kind of help with things. You can have pain for a week or two, but then you'll feel better. And I was like, bitch. You had a and the pain lasts for a week or two, right? And then she gives yeah. her what the the pink oil moisturizer. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was her own. She said it's her own blend oils and music. <laughs> and then as she's in the chair, uh, it looks like she's about to get up. We see a woman come in, and we see a silhouette. And um, this woman's hair is like fucked up. It's like all over the place, and um. You know, I think the woman's like, I didn't I didn't think anyone was gonna be here. And when Anna turns around, she notices this Sandra. And she is so excited because she's Sandra's biggest fan. And um Sandra, as she's talking to Sandra, Sandra got them thriller eyes at, with that brown hair. So I mean, so maybe it's just, you know, I I just feel like if you're trying to give us an account of what happens with these so ends and shit, like this ain't happening. This this ain't the shit because, or, like, e- even I, if you get your hair braided to get your so in, your shit ain't gonna hurt for no fucking week. You know? Yes, even when I've gotten just regular hair braids by you know some of the ladies at the shop who mm-hmm. like like to grip everything, it ain't hurt for a week or two. Right. So I was just like, did they not know proper technique? Were they just it's, doing it differently? I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. But I was just like, wow, what a what a way to exaggerate this process. And Usher Raymond is with her as well. Why the hell is he there? Why is he? So the next scene, Anna is um Anna is at home with her new weave and, you know, she's just around the apartment and she gets a knock. So she cuts off her TV when she goes to the door. It's the slumlord. And, um, you know, she's just like, you raised up the rent. Like, I'll have it to you, you know. And usually before you could tell he would be more aggressive, but he gives her a pass because somebody, one another tenant is saying they need something. So he walks away. So that mm-hmm. kind of showing a sign to me, like, did he give her a pass because she looks more what he would deem as beautiful now? Right. Like, if her old self opened the door, he would be like, 
because before he was like, I'm gonna have you out in the street. This time right. he was just like, you know, you know, I'll just be back later. Right. Like it's uh, like is the is the is the hair or the image doing its thing now, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is is he really just being a little bit more lenient, you know? Yes. Like and and that made me think, wow, like uh images image is really funny with how people would treat you absolutely like if you if you look more urban you know people will tend to treat you a little bit more harshly you know mm-hmm. versus if you look a little bit uh, more euro, euro yeah features. yeah i mean there, there have definitely been studies that like attractive people are given lots of wonderful um attributes when when they're being described they people describe them with wonderful attributes or assume that they're very smart or assume that they know things or just because the, they're they pretty. more opportunities or passes yeah yeah just just because they're pretty you know pretty um, privilege. yeah yeah pretty privilege exactly um and so you know with this hair that she has i guess she looks a little bit more decent she looks a little bit um a little bit more attractive so he probably was like you know well yeah I'm not gonna worry about you today and I saw the next thing this is where um I think she's reading the book at the slave lord book she finally takes a look at it and mm-hmm. we see the story about the moss hair girl mm-hmm. did you remember what the story was about um the story was about I think it was like a plain negro woman or whatever um a slave yeah a slave they yeah in the, in a book you know they call her a, a house person mm-hmm. or you know um a regular looking person um but they basically was like you know the moss haired girl like she walked up to this tree um because you know she was plain and stuff like that um and she walked up to the tree and she stole the moss hair or the, the moss from the tree um and made her a wig yeah, exactly. And so, like, she made her a wig out of the moss from the tree. Um, and then it before, like, it, like, it, you don't see the words because as Anna is falling asleep from reading, you see a picture in a book that shows that the hair is attacking someone. But yeah, it's, Anna, it's on this slave, and it it looks like it's attacking a person. Yeah, but, but Anna doesn't see it because read. she done dozed off already. You know. Yes. Okay, so we go into the next scene. Anna goes to work with her new hair. And when she walks in, she's getting noticed by the people. She's getting the looks. People are smiling at her. You know, um, the uh, the blonde girl in the beginning when Anna walks into work who flips her hair, even looks at Anna, flips her hair and like winks her eye at her. Like, to you know, you're looking cute, girl. No, mm-hmm. all the people who were basically ignoring her is giving giving her the looks, and she's feeling really good about it. Then she gets up to her uh, office, and who notices her first? That fuck nigga Julius, <laughs> and he's just like, I can't stand him. And he's just like, Anna, you look good, like you know, like just all honor, like just giving her her props, and you know. She's, I think she's kind of eating it up a little bit and she walks by and she walks by her associates who are, again, Black women. Right. And their reaction is not like Julie's. It's kind of like, ooh, what this bitch did to her right. head? It's her. like, she what the fuck weed. you done did? Mm-hmm. 
because you know they're very uh for the culture right type network so it goes against you know their persona and what they represent she's at her desk and um zora's um Zora's assistant comes up to her and it's pretty much like, you looking good. Like, you know, I remember my first experience with the weave because you can tell Anna's feeling some discomfort because mm-hmm. um, it's very tight. And she's just like, you know, mine was tight too, but she'll get over it. And she was just like, you know, we're having a production meeting. I would like for you to, you're invited. So she's getting already better opportunities and better meetings because of her look mm-hmm. and um something awkward happens so while she's at her desk uh she rubs her hands and her hair because you know she's feeling discomfort and she cuts her finger she cuts her finger and then something weird happens mm-hmm. um a thin piece of her hair animates and goes into her finger and it comes out mm-hmm. and later on we'll figure out why that happens because I was just like I did not understand that I, I, it was fucking weird. I was just like this is this is gross as fuck like I you know my 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 hair is inside of the cut on my finger like mm-hmm. this is this is crazy as shit like either I need a haircut or something weird is happening yes so they go into this uh, meeting and, um, you know, basically Zora is talking to, you know, all the sister girls and, you know, the employees. And she's pretty much like, you know, we don't need no more of that Anita Baker, Freddie Jackson shit. Mm-hmm. No more you cooking know, shows, need... you know, none of that yeah. shit. Yes. Um, we need to like call production and um, you know, she goes into this whole spiel and Anna's head is hurting. Like she even takes an Advil in the middle of this um, meeting. And um, as she's hearing the spiel, she starts to notice some similarities. And basically Zora is pitching what Anna had pitched to her in her interview. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? There was something I liked about this scene. Like, Zora is in this meeting with all of these people. Um, and she's like, literally throwing out all of the shows that all of the girls had. You know, like, Brooklyn and Soul Sister. Like, all of their shows, those are the ones that she wants to cut. Um, and then, like, one of the girls is like, you know, well, my show performs really well and blah, blah, blah. And, and Zora is like, well, yeah, you know, that's true. Like, it don't perform as well, but you could be more than your show. She said, but what I really want to change is Soul Sister, you know, or Sister Soul, <laughs> whatever they call her. Like, she really zoomed in on her. Like, you know, you yes. you need to be doing something else. So your your TV show or whatever is is a little bit too loud for us. We need you to do something new. Like I absolutely want to change you. You need to do a new lane or something yes. like that. And yes. sister is like, I represent black women. You know, like what what else do you yes. <laughs> like what else do you want me to do? Like what else do you see like that is what I I need. Like, why do I need to go into a new lane? And she that's another just... thing that was interesting because Brooklyn, she said mm-hmm. you could elevate, but she didn't really want to cut her show because I guess Brooklyn is more of the hip hop girl. Right. But Soul Sister is more of the 
like strong black woman archetypes, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. will. And yeah. she was like, that shit's got to go. So it's like either we can be assimilate to be more white mm-hmm. or we can be ghetto. But that in-between bullshit, that's gotta go. That's gotta go. Yep. Which I thought was interesting. It was just crazy. In the meantime, like uh which because what her face is Anna <laughs> like Zora put her on a spot like you know Anna you know backed me up on this and Anna was like I didn't say nothing like that you know <laughs> why you why you bringing me into this yes and and so after that meeting Zora calls Anna in the office and was pretty much like what the fuck was that shit you know like and I think she was talking about the pain and the discomfort she was playing, you know, portraying. And she was like, what are you talking about? She was like, that was, you know, your, I brought you in that meeting for a reason. And I think uh, she just wanted to be backed up too. Like, basically, you need to do a little better because I'm trying to, you know, give you these opportunities. And then, you yeah. know, she was I like... Mean, because she, because when she, when she asked Anna, you know, like, you know, like this, this is what, you know, me and like, Anna, let us know what you think. When she put Anna on the spot like that, and the girls was like, oh, so you've been talking to Anna about mm-hmm. us. And so Anna was like, I, I ain't said nothing like this. Nothing about changing y'all. So when they go in the office, Zora is like, what the hell is that? Like, why you didn't just fall under me and back me up for, you know, mm-hmm. what I said? And Anna was like, bitch, I'm confused because you, you just pitched this shit to these people that I told you. Mm-hmm. Like it was your shit, you know. So, yeah. and like, like fuck what you're talking about. What, what you, what, <laughs> what the fuck is this? You know. Yeah, and then she asked her, like, "Are you, are you giving me the show or not?" Mm-hmm. You know. And then she was like, "Cause um, you're giving all this shit to Julius, and like, basically, you see, I have all these ideas." And then Zora drops this bomb on Anna, like, "You know, are you mad because me and Julius are fucking?" And Anna's like, wait, what? And she right. and Zora's like, we're fucking. And you know, she's pretty much like, that's y'all's damn business. You know, I just she's just like, I just want my opportunity. And then, you know, she's about to leave. And um, she's like, Anna, you know, get your girls in check. She wants Anna to be in charge of the girls, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene. Well, before uh, we get to the next scene, there was another um, little weird thing that happens with the hair in this scene. So when Anna and Zora are talking and, and, you know, she's talking, you know, Anna mentions, you know, it seemed like Julius, you know, is getting all of these opportunities and like there must be something special about him and blah, blah, blah. Um, Zora like I guess whips her hair or flings her hair back or whatever and you see this little string of hair fall the string of hair falls but then it zips right back up into her hair I don't know if you noticed that oh I didn't I didn't catch that yeah it's like when she comes back like she comes to the front of the desk so you know she's talking to Anna um and then she like she flings her hair back and that one little string of hair comes off her head, but then it 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 like it shoots right back into her hair. I guess to kind of oh, like let you know it. some shit ain't some shit ain't right about this. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go back and see that. 
So next scene, Anna and Julius in the room. Anna goes off, you know, like, I can't believe you fucking her. Like, you fucking Zola. Like, this is some bullshit. And like, Anna, um, we noticed, like, from the last time, she's got more vigor to her, you know, because mm. the first time she was just like, pretty much like, why are you doing this? Like, she was going off. And then Julius, with combined with this new look Anna has, and I guess her strength, he likes this shit. He's just mm-hmm. like, I've never, you never talked to me like this. And, you know, just being crazy. Just being a fucking dumbass nigga, you know. <laughs> you ain't never use your voice like that. Ooh, yeah, I kind of like it. Boy, shut up. <laughs> shut yeah. up, because you, you crazy. Something wrong with you. Yeah. And then what happens next? Anna's apartment. Her sister comes and visits. And I think this is the first time she sees Anna's look. And they have like cute little sister time and Anna's sister leaves. And shortly after Anna's sister leaves, Anna goes in the back. She's doing something in her apartment. And then we hear her front door open. And when we see the front door open, it's that nasty ass slumlord. (laughs) He invites himself into her apartment. Mm -hmm. And she looks at him. She's startled when she sees him. And I forgot his name. But she's Mr. Just like, Mr. Tannen. That's his fucking stink ass name. And she's pretty much like, what are you doing here? And she was like, um, don't worry about it. I have the rent. And he's like, uh, you know, you ain't got to worry about the rent. You know, shit's all good. And, uh, you know, he's liking the way she's looking. And, um, he like grabs her and they struggle a little bit. And he says something in this scene that disturbs me. Mm-hmm. He says black, I hate saying the P word, black pussy is catchy. Is that when what they struggle with that is yes. catchy? Yes, yeah, like I guess it's in style. I don't know what the fuck it is. But, um, you know, she, she's like trying to slow him down. But uh, he then is trying to rape her. Like Wait, those did on the we, bed. Did we mention that her sister came to visit first? Yeah, I said that. I said they had cute little sister time. Oh, like, okay. it really, Yeah, yeah. Because so, there's, um, a, there's a scene in there where, the, where they're having dinner and yeah. the hair sops up all of the ketchup off the plate. Yeah, you know what? I did see that. And, um... I think the hair thought it was something else. Which I think is just the... fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was like, I needed to bring that up because I needed to mention how fucking stupid that was. Like, you gonna stop stupid. up the fucking ketchup. Like, how would you even know? Like, you, you're not I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being yeah. too real for this goddamn movie, but if if you're thinking that it's blood, you know, Usually there are some chemical things that let you know that blood is blood. Why the fuck would you be sopping up ketchup? Yeah, I was going to get back to that because after the struggle with Mr. Tannen, you realize what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a struggle. He's trying to rape her. And then Anna's hair goes crazy. And then we see Mr. Tannen is on the floor and he's dead. And we see Anna's hair in his body, taking 
it so it takes the blood. So like if you see that, you can kind of go back to two scenes. You can go back to the scene where that hare sees the ketchup, probably thinks it's blood, but figures out it's not. But we know why Anna, when she cut her finger on her mm -hmm. hair, which is fucking weird, why the hair went in her cut because mm -hmm. there's blood in there. So you, you figure that out. So his ass is dead and um, she freaks out and um, she tosses his ass out the window where the <laughs> dumpster is. She dumped his whole fucking body out that fucking fourth story window. <laughs> <laughs> like, -dunk. like she was just throwing a bag of trash out the window. Like, don't. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, the next morning we see, um, I guess, the police found the body and the bodies hauled off in the corner. All the tenants come out and um, it's mostly black women and they just have disparaging, horrible things to say about the landlord. He just is a horrible landlord. He mm -hmm. shit the black women. Before sister changes her hair, um, there was a scene where Anna is using the Virgie's oil because her weave is not looking as... Um, you know, silking is lustrous because the maintenance thing. So mm -hmm. she's using the Virgies, trying to, you know, get it together. And we notice even in the meeting where she's talking to sister that like, even though she's trying to put her hair back, it didn't look as luscious and lustrous like it did before. And, and smooth. And, mm -hmm. Yes. It, you know, it still had the straight texture, but it didn't look like she just got it done. Right. So like, and that's a very important part to bring up because the next scene is one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. So Anna's hair looks a little disheveled. She's in her bathroom. She opens a medicine cabinet and she gets a pad. She's clearly on her period. Mm -hmm. She opens the pad. And when she opens the pad, her hair her hair grows, it goes down her pants, and it goes to where her vagina is, and it just starts doing some bullshit. It, like, starts just percolating, and, like, you know, this is making Anna uncomfortable. So we can tell that the hair has gone where her vagina is, gone to get the blood, gone to get her own blood. And every the hair is going crazy, it's moving crazy. And then next thing we know, Anna's hair is laid. Girl. So we now know that <laughs> the life force that keeps the hair laid, like, because something about the oil will help, but it'll only help so much. So much. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you can just constantly get it done, but the life force is blood. So Girl. that's how we can go back to the murder of the slumlord. Mm -hmm. um, and when her blood went in her finger and now this, and I mean the hair, it also, the blood also not only makes it look laid, it gives it more length. Yes. Did you peep that? I did. It makes it longer. Girl, let me, let me tell you, if, if I wasn't already done with this <laughs> film, this that scene did it. This this scene right here did it. I was just like, this is this this scene is just too ridiculous for me. You yes. know. Um, I think I like I was <laughs> like when I watched it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, stop. 
like not the menstrual blood seriously like that's that's where we going with this okay I'm, I'm which a- makes no fucking sense because why could it just use the blood supply that grows from her scalp right and like speed off of that you're gonna, you gonna use her period you, matter of fact did you take all the period what right. did you go inside her vagina and her cervix and and get all of that like lining and shit out there you know because because on one hand i'm like okay this is absolutely ridiculous in this film and then on the other hand i'm like well shit I thought the same thing. Can, I was like, "Can I go get some of this hair?" Or, or could my hair just grow and take my cycle, Please. and it'll make my hair look good? Right. Let's have. Not saying I want it bone straight. Yes, because I, I, I have a supply of that shit every month. Like, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's get it, it. right. <laughs> let's fucking get this shit. Like, we we need to have access to this shit because. <laughs> this this will this will free up a whole fucking week in my month, you know. Uh, it was the mo- it was so ridiculous. Uh, this fucking scene was just ridiculous. I, I I it wasn't like I was just so mad at the scene, but I was just like, this is come on, <laughs> this come on, y'all. Like this this is just who whoever is fucking wrote whoever wrote this whoever is telling this story y'all done just went too far. Like y'all y'all done jumped the shark. Y'all done. <laughs> Y'all done just did whatever fucking crazy ass shit that you could possibly do to just make this movie so fucking impossible for me. Like this, yeah. this wasn't this wasn't a smart scene. Like it just it was just stupid. And all I could do when I watched it was just like I like I really yelled out like, "Girl, stop!" Like <laughs> I just it was crazy, but it was it was it was a very telling thing. I think you know I think unless you didn't get like what was going on with the mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. I think this theme is ridiculous as it was. You're like, oh, the hair feeds off the blood. That's what makes it look good. Right. I just thought it was crazy. It uh, was crazy. And then like right after that, she like tells the hair, this never happened. Oh, really? This is your response. Okay. So the next scene, we're at an industry party. And... um. Anna is, you know, Anna's blowing up even in her fashions and her confidence and the hair is laid because um, the menstrual blood um, is just looking longer and more lustrous because she's run out of Virgie's oil. Mm -hmm. Um, White men are flirting with her, you know, white guys are looking at her now. Um, What happens? Um, like the first lady that that we like that's talking, telling her what's going on. You know, Mister Tannen was this and blah blah blah, and he was drunk and all this kind of stuff. And girl, you know, he tried to raise my rent five hundred dollars. And Anna's like, no, he ain't never tried to do that to me. I guess trying to like throw any type of suspicion off of her, you know, mm-hmm. just in case something happened. And then you have the lady who come out with her naturally short cut hair, and she was like, fucking rapist or damn rapist. You know, and spits in the ground. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, I guess that's the to me at least it looked like the varying degrees of black women. You know, mm-hmm. like how they totally like the different stories and how they dealt with the shit. You know, you got the real woman back there who the shit happened to her, and she was like, "Fuck that nigga, old stank ass somebody." And then you have Anna who's like, 
well, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, or you know, blah blah blah. It was it was just really it was it was just really weird. But but that also that whole scene, the whole like rape scene or whatever, not to say that, you know, there's no violence against women and shit like that couldn't possibly happen. But I don't know. It, and, and not like we didn't get any type of foreshadowing either that something like this could happen. But I, I just felt like this was, I don't know. It was it was kind of a little bit too far fetched to me. Like it just yeah. needed to happen as a reason to show what this hair could possibly be capable of. You know, like it was like it was a device. It wasn't like it was like I guess a generic or like an organic type of event that could happen in the film. It just it really just felt like this is just a setup so we can see how this this hair will operate. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. So next scene, Anna's at work and we're noticing um, people's hair is changing. Like, you know, Anna changed her shit and even Lena Waithe's character, Brooklyn, changed her shit. Now her shit was dookie braids, but now it was like, it was more a loose perm-like texture, but it was still short and looked urban mm-hmm. so it wasn't like flowing like and I don't know what you would call that it, it, it just like to a, me it just looked like the little crinkles you know how like you get your little crinkle iron you know mm-hmm, so it was but still then like, it, a it weave. like a quick weave on the side yeah in a short asymmetrical mm-hmm. just that shit like some shit that I'm, I'm sure Zora was probably like nah I still don't fuck with that but it's better than the braids something like that and uh you know they are all telling her um, who um, who are they saying? They're talking to Soul Sister mm-hmm. and was like telling her um, to change her hair because Zora wanted her to, you know, soften it up and Anna's telling Soul Sister like, you know, you should do it. You know, it's not going to change you and it's kind of like playing Halloween and like, don't you want better opportunities? And, yeah. you know, the cool thing is like, you know, you get more acceptance and like people say you're exotic. Just uh, like Anna's really drinking the Kool-Aid and Soul Sister's like even looking at her kind of like, you know, this is some bullshit, but like this I is do some want bullshit. my career. Yeah, because she was, she was in that meeting like really going hard, like I'm not trying to change who the hell I am. I think she said, like, mm-hmm. you know, changing who I am for a wider, and then she corrected herself and said, wider demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why do I have to do all this? Like, I worked very hard to yeah. get where I am. And, you know, I've gone into all these different interviews where they either want me to be, you know, Angela Davis or Claire Huxtable or Queen Latifah or something like I'm I'm sick of doing all of this stuff and they're yes. trying to convince her like girl make the switch make the change yeah. you know yes she so she does that in the meeting and then Anna then has that conversation that I was saying like mm-hmm. you should do it and then the next meeting broke my the next scene broke my heart because mm-hmm. we see soul sister pitching something to Zora and she got a weave and it was a cute weave like girl. it was like some girls but when I seen her do that Ah, it made me sad. Yeah, it it made me sad too, because I was like, you know, she she really was just adamant, like, I'm I'm not gonna change who I am. 
I, I'm a strong black woman. I represent black women in our culture. And, you know, I'm not trying to change who I am. And then the next thing you see is this reformed sister. Like, they, they don't even call her soul sister no more. She just sister. You know, mm-hmm. she just lost the soul out of her, you know, out of out of who she was. Um, she's at the meeting. She's walking through the 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 party. Um, she runs oh, yeah. into and then, sister, um, and then she runs into um, what's his face? Um, the person who Dawson. shouldn't even be there. Um, no, no, no. She she runs into Dawson. She runs into this random white guy that tells her he want he it should be him and her at the Madonna party. Then she runs into um, she sees Zora and and um. She sees Zora and Julius arguing, and then she runs into Edna. Yeah, Edna's at the party, and Edna's pretty much like, oh, you know, like, um, they, they go into the office, and, you know, it's like, you've changed, and the office has changed, and, you know, and she's not saying it's changed for the better. Like, basically, y'all all on some sellout shit. Yeah. And, you know, Anna's pretty much like, well, I needed my job. And Edna was like, you know, bitch, I told you I was going to call you. You just need to be patient. She was just like... Right, she was like, I had some shit for you. She she literally was like, I had some shit for you and you didn't answer my calls. You didn't return my phone calls. She was like, I got shit here. I almost got put out. So it's like, I low-key understood Anna's position a little bit because it's like, when you're desperate and you're going through things, sometimes you can't wait for people. Mm -hmm. And... uh, she, um, you know, she was pretty much like, you know, Edna wasn't trying to hear that shit, so she left. And something weird I noticed. Mm-hmm. Anna was like, um, well, there's a code mm-hmm. uh, to get out. It's 186698. And the 1866 was on that truck, the trucking company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, yeah, I, I did not notice that. Yes, I was like, okay, that's, that's weird. Don't really know what the nine eight is, but that's I peep that. Um, so when Anna goes back to the party, and well, my my weird thing is, well, my my weird thing is, first of all, why do you have a fucking code to get out of the building? You know, like are y'all trying to trap people in? Like I I just thought that was weird. Like there's a code you have to press to get out. Um. And then I was like, it's, it's so crazy how she's talking to Anna and she definitely makes it a big deal about Anna's hair. You know, like, well, it, you know, it must have been worth it or it must have been this or it must have been that. And I was like, I don't really necessarily see that as a hair issue. I see that as a fucking survival issue, you know. But I guess it's, it's the whole change which includes the hair, you know, because when, when she was working with Anna, Anna had her natural hair. Um, but I guess, you know, them making the remarks about, you know, well, you know, I see you got your hair different and, you know, I hope it was worth it and blah, 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 is I guess supposed to illustrate like this huge change that then happened and how these people then sold out. So I don't know. I just thought it was just weird for her to really like focus on the the hair, you know, instead of fuck I had to fucking do some shit to eat you know like I had to make sure I still had a job I was scared to start over you know but I don't know maybe it's just me I'm just weird I don't know 
Yeah, but you know, I really didn't pay attention to the code to get out. That is very interesting. I was just like thinking of the code, but you're absolutely right. So Anna, Edna pretty much leaves. She ain't fucking with Anna. Anna goes back to the party. Um, she sees pointless ass Usher <laughs> at the end of the party. And you know, they just kind of meet up and you know, he's like, What's up? And he was like, So have you been back there? And he's talking about Virgie's. Mm-hmm. He's like, because, you know, Sandra has been acting weird. And um, before he can continue, uh, Dawson, uh, he's like, Anna, um, you know, and, um, you know, he didn't want to talk to her. And, um, you know, she's, uh, Anna talks to Usher and was like, you should come and talk to him, you know, be nice. He's the VP and Usher's pretty much like, I don't fuck with suits. I'm mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, so they're talking. And then something shady I caught was like, because uh, Zora was there and um, the assistant. And he was like, so where did you find this lady? You know, right. she's like our secret weapon mm-hmm. talking about Anna. Yeah. And they were pretty much like, she's been working here for four years. Yeah. So Anna, that's the Anna told him that. Like, I've, I've been working here for four years. Like, so that just shows how dismissive and how much she was never noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, so the good thing is we're going to have a new host of the show. And I'm so excited for the change. And Anna's so happy because she just knows he's talking about her. And we find out that Zora has pitched herself to be the host. Right. Like you bitch. Like, like I just, I just kind of brought up, not directly, but I brought up to you how, you know, I wanted to host this and, 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 and this, this thing needs to go in a new area and, and how Julius got picked over me because of blah, 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 whatever. And now you're going to not only use and steal my fucking idea, but I can't even host that motherfucker. You going to host that bitch? Yes. Just ridiculous. Just cutthroat foolishness. Yes. So, you know, we when Anna's going through things, she pulls out her Virginia Slims <laughs> and she's going off to the side. And we notice that, um, you know, looks like they're at the entrance of this venue. Looks like it could be a hotel. I'm not sure. Um, and um, we see Julius and Zora fighting. And like Julius, they're having like just an argument. And Anna's off to the side and she sees it. And we know it's because, um, you know, that party was for Zora. And we did see earlier at the party, Julius was flirting with the blonde girl. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. So um, he even accidentally calls uh, Zora Anna, like mm-hmm. when she's. So, you know, Anna sees the shit, you know, she's fitting her cigarettes. And uh, Julius comes over to her, and, you know, he's just like, pretty much like, damn. She's tripping, and at first Anna's like not trying to hear that shit. But even with as shitty as Julius has been to her, she still can't. There's something about him that she can't resist, and they end up going to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, in his apartment, you know something interesting I noticed. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, he plays uh, the new Jack Swing music, mm-hmm. and in a couple of scenes you know, they play like these new Jack Swing songs because they're transitioning out and that's what they wanted to push. So he's playing Guy, Peace of My Love, which mm-hmm. I love. And, you know, he's trying to, you know, wine and diner. 
and you know they start making out and they go to the bedroom and um you know they're about to get it on and she gets on top and she goes to his little sex drawer and blindfolds him and she's mm-hmm. talking nasty to him and I need like to get me know, a sex drawer. Hmm? I, I said I need to get me a sex drawer. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> my ex had a sex ottoman. It was so weird. He opened oh, that shit. Oh my god. He had all kinds of things in there. I was just like, oh wow. Sex and- ottoman. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write this down in my case. Because it looks so, you, you know, it looks so unassuming. It was like, oh, this is a cute little ottoman in the room. He opened that ottoman. That ottoman had all kind of shit in there, girl. I need one of them then. Fuck the draw. Mm-hmm. I need, I need storage. Because okay. that can, that, that can <laughs> still be furniture that would match with your thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, girl, but yeah. So she's like riding him and then talking shit, and he's loving it. And you know, just but he don't know that um, Anna's eyes are also turning that thriller yellow color, <laughs> and her hair is going crazy. And um, he starts feeling like these restraints on her his arms, so he thinks she's tying her up. But that's the hair, mm-hmm. and she she starts getting a little too crunk for him. And what happens? He takes uh, the hair, takes a wine glass, breaks it. Because Anna's getting kind of mad too, like mm-hmm. you know them, you know if I'm the best, why them? Why them? Like right? She's why did you hate me? Mm-hmm. Yes. And as she's getting mad, that hair breaks that wine glass and starts stabbing him in the stomach with it, just stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him, and he's dead. And then the hair goes into the stomach and eats the blood. Just fucking crazy. This movie is fucking crazy. It is. Like, and I think I think Julius is the first person that she kills. You know. (laughs) Like she literally kills him. Like the the wine, the the hair breaks the wine glass, but she takes the wine glass and she does the stabbing. Mm -hmm. And then the 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 hair drinks all the blood. And I don't know. For some reason I was just like, wow. So Anna just gonna kill this man and ain't nobody gonna answer for it, you know? And then the hair, we noticed the hair gets even more laid and more longer. So I think after this happens, she's feeling really like scared because she knows what she did when she comes to. Um, And then um, she runs out the building and she sees the payphone and she calls her sister and she asks her sister, like, um, can you tell me more about the uh, moss-haired girl? Because mm-hmm. she was like, she knew she missed something from the story. So you had already said part of the story earlier, but she mentions that um, the hair from the trees, like the thought it was moss, but it really was not moss. It was the hair of witches. Mm-hmm. It was the hair from witches. And these witches wanted to be a part of people and hunt their bodies and take over their bodies and murder people. Mm-hmm. So she now understood what her hair was. 
We'll be right back after this brief break. So after that happens, she's pretty much like, man, fuck this shit. So we notice an earlier scene, Virgie's salon is closed, uh, but she goes to another salon to get her hair done because she wants to cut this shit out because it's just doing too much. Mm -hmm. So she goes, we notice this salon looks more like a sister girl salon. Looks nothing like Virgie's. Doesn't look pretentious. It just looks like, you know, around the way girl neighborhood salon. And we notice that um, the uh, hairstylist is MC Light. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, she pretty much wants this shit out of her hair because it's just doing too much. So as she's sitting down, she hears another voice come by and we notice that it's Edna. Mm-hmm. So it's MC Light, Anna in uh, MC Light's chair, Edna, and then another stylist that's going to do Edna's hair. And then they're having talks about hair, you know, and their natural crown. And, you know, it, it would just suck if, you know, it would be nice if we could just wear the hair we have right. and just do what we want. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and Anna is apologizing to Edna because, you know, she knows she was disrespectful and these changes. So, just as MC Light is about to put the scissors to the hair, mm-hmm. the hair goes off and kills everybody in that motherfucker. Right. Kills MC Light, kills Edna. And Edna didn't even kills, do nothing. Yeah, and then kills the other girl. And, you know, people fall and blood spatters, and then the hair takes the blood. And I'm just like, God damn. I was For real? Like, I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Like, I, I can see MC Light, because MC Light is trying to cut the hair out your head, you know. But the other two, like, and Edna was your friend. Like, what, what, what threat did Edna pose? Hair. You know, well, probably the you know Edna didn't like that shit, so the hair is probably like, "Bitch, you got to go." To <laughs> and the other girls like, "You just here, and we don't need nobody telling on us. You got to go." To. Right? They are um, like, "Bitch, you've been talking shit about me, so fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she runs out, and she's panicked, and she's scared, and she calls Zora for help, and um, she goes to the office, and I'm like, "This." Like, no one have a house? Like, you don't know where Zora lives? She probably don't know where Zora lives. So she goes to the office, calls Zora for help, and when she gets in there, um, when she gets in the office, she sees a dead person in the conference room, just dead on the table. Mm -hmm. And then we see Zora in the background. And Zora is pretty much like, it sucks. Like, it's happening to me, too. Like, you know, how many bodies has your hair taken? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I hate this too. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, like, they're having, like, a moment where it seems kind of genuine. Right. And then, you know, Zora can't take that shit. Zora tries to cut her own hair. Her hair, like, nah, bitch. And her <laughs> hair hangs her, yanks her up, and then drops her. So her hair kills her. Kills her. Mm-hmm. She gets killed by her own hair. Crazy. So the next scene, uh, Anna, we see Anna and sister running into work. It's raining and they're covering their hair and they look like 
frantic about getting their weave wet, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they get in there, um, Zora's um, Zora's uh, assistant was just like, "Hey, uh, you know, we haven't seen Zora. You've seen her, like no one's seen her." And she was like, "Well, we need a host, so Anna, you basically have to be the host because Zora isn't here." Um, so Zora, you know, they get her in makeup and costume or whatever. And uh, Aunt, not Zora, excuse me, Anna. And Anna's hosting the show, and you can tell she's up there shining. She's happy, mm-hmm. you know. She's feeling really good, and um, she's presenting her the person she loves, Sandra, comes on the show, and while she's doing everything on the, and, and then we also see Brooklyn, and we see um, sister, like they're all part of the show. Like everyone's getting their shine now. And so while um, while doing the show, uh, Anna looks up and where the cameraman is, she sees a pair of glowing eyes and hair. And she noticed that it's Zora. But Zora just died in front of her. So it's kind of like, what the hell is this? Right. Uh, this was just a this was just a weird scene to me for some reason. I don't know. I just it was just weird. I don't know if it was just badly acted or I, I don't know, but it, it just this movie just started to get fucking ridiculous. It's just it, it got there was just some, like I understood what they were trying the messaging, but mm-hmm. it was just like come on. There's a scene where um the show's over, but she goes Anna goes back up to the office, which I'm like, why does Anna keep going up to the office at night? Like we know bad things happen in this office. Right. It's just, it just confuses me. And when she looks up at this building, and the building is kind of like weird and um, kind of creepy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, she she sees a silhouette in one of the offices, and she know and she sees the glowing eyes and the hair, and she knows that it's Zora. So she goes in there. Why the fuck she go in there? I don't know. Right. If I see a dead bitch, why would I go in there? Right. Like you, you watch this bitch try to cut her hair. You watched her hair fucking murder her. And so now you like looking at this office and you see the silhouette of this person. What about this says go upstairs and investigate? What what about this tells you to go in there? Why would you, you know, this this is the don't go in there, girl. Like, what what are you doing? Like, it's Zora. Okay, if you think it's Zora, then you should already know that Zora died. Like, she died in front of you. What you going upstairs for? So uh, she goes in there investigating. <sighs> I'm just I'm a, I'm just so mad. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just telling this story. So she runs into Zora's assistant, and I feel so bad that I don't know her name because the assistant, I actually it's, like her. It's Rosalind. Rosalind, thank mm-hmm. you. And she was just like, Have you seen Zora? Like, Zora is in her office. And then um, I know I've seen her hair. I've seen her in the window. And Rosalind's like, Zora's not in here. I've been in that office. Like, what are you talking about? She's not in there. And she's just like, She's definitely in there. And the office is open, and the next thing we know, Rosalind gets snatched up by some hair, mm-hmm. drags her into Zora's office, 
and the door shut. So we have to presume <laughs> that Rosalind's dead. Right. And instead of running out after seeing that, Zora goes in the office. No, no, Anna goes in the office. No, no, no. She doesn't go in the office. She, like, she peeks in the office. Like, she's looking in the office. And then this blob of hair that's on the ground starts to, like, form and eventually takes on the form of Zora. So it's like Zora is now being controlled by the hair. And, and, it's, and it's, it's like dumb long because it's yeah, it's 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 crazy. And 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 then at some like during while all of this is going on, at some point Anna kicks off her shoes and runs down the hallway. And I'm like, at at this point in the film, I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What what is happening right now? Like, I don't know. I I just didn't get this whole. <laughs> this whole storytelling like it, it just was off to me like all of this was just off at this point in the movie I'm just like this y'all are getting so fucking ridiculous so she's it, now you have to tell me because like I think I um because at this point in the mo- movie it gets kind of weird for me so if I miss anything just chime in mm-hmm. so she's dumb long she's running and she's running through the building and, um, you know, just trying to get away or find a way out. Mm-hmm. And then she gets startled because then we finally have some comic relief because she runs into Brooklyn. And, like, she's, like, she's startled at first because she thinks Brooklyn's one of them. And Brooklyn's like, hold on, like, I'm running from them zombie weed bitches, too. I ain't one of them. Like, she brings in the comic relief. Like, yeah. it's really funny. It's, it's weird because, like, she's she's, like... So she ran away, like, and she ran into this, like, I guess this exit or this hallway, you know, or whatever. Or at least I, at least I thought it was an exit. It, it could totally have just been a, a stairwell or something. Like, at least I thought it was a stairwell that she ran into. It could have been a room. I don't know. But she turns around and then the, it's a room and all of these different people, these different women, all of the people that work there are there and they're covered in hair and you can see it's Brooklyn you can see his sister all types of dead bodies and animals and all this kind of shit. not animals but like body parts and heads and all this kind of stuff and then she like runs down the hallway some more I guess from you know the the demonized possessed uh, Vanessa Williams Zora and then at some point she needs to get out of the building and that's where this stupid ass cold shit come in again because she can't get out the building without the cold and then like she's under the table and I guess and, and this is where it just got stupid for me so of course she's looking for the cold like the, the post-it note with the cold on it um, mm-hmm. and I'm like so this this is this is how we writing this right now. Like the hair is gonna take a break to give you a chance to find the fucking cold. Like why is it the hair in there finding you and shit already? I don't know, but it it just fucking bothered the shit out of me. But um, eventually, like she's she's hiding under the desk, and the hair is starting to come into the same room. 
Um, and then she finds the door code. Um, and then once she finds the post-it with the door code on it, the hair pulls her from under the desk. And she like she cuts the hair. And then when she cuts the hair to get it from wrapped around her ankle, the hair is bleeding like it's been wounded. And then she runs and presses the door code and then comes out of it. And I think this is when, like right after this, when she runs into Brooklyn. But it was like before all of that, I'm just like, what the fuck is up? Who 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 did like at, at this point I'm getting mad at the director. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yes. <laughs> like Yeah, I forgot all that shit because I was just like, this shit's so stupid. Like I think my brain like <laughs> I should have write it in my notes. I like I don't know if I went to get me some water or something like shit was just crazy but when she does run into Brooklyn it was funny as hell yes Brooklyn was like girl I ain't one of them like she and she pretty much explained I didn't go to Virgie's I didn't you know I'm not paying that much for that type of shit like when I could get my weed done for like $200 from like some you know some other person so like she didn't get that possessed treatment right she just got a regular weed so her weed is not crazy right but she's sitting in a fucking room with the people like she's like oh, i just had to yeah i just had to get out of there and and you know i'm <laughs> sitting in there you know because all the other motherfuckers in there like that so i'm just trying to not i'm trying to live and then she gets she get captured by vanessa williams's yeah. hair and so, like, they, like, Anna goes back into the room to deal with Vanessa Williams at Brooklyn. It's like, bitch, I'm out. Like, I, I'm gone. <laughs> and so, like, then these two started having this fucking weird-ass motherfucking hair battle or some shit. I don't know. It, at, at some point, this just wasn't making any motherfucking sense to me. It wasn't. It just, it, it just was not. Um, it, it, like, both of their hair, I don't know if it starts talking, but <laughs> Anna's hair and Vanessa Williams' hair starts doing that shit and and I I don't know if the hair is cussing each other out talking to each other trying to reason with each other I I don't know but doesn't this point uh, a shoe yes so (laughs) so Anna has the the fire axe in her hand you know after Brooklyn gets swooped up into the the stairwell by Vanessa Williams's hair so she grabs the axe she goes upstairs. Um, that's when Brooklyn runs off because she notices that Vanessa Williams is focused on Anna. So she's able to make an escape. Um, and then their, their hair does the fucking you got served battle bullshit. And then mm-hmm. um, Anna takes a swipe at the hair with the axe and then for some reason drops it. And then she grabs one of her shoes and then stabs Vanessa Williams in the head with the shoe. And I'm like, I'm I'm so done with this film. I'm just... And, then, and it's still not done. And then, so Anna and Brooklyn are about to escape. They open the elevator and the, old, the elevator opens and it's sister. And yes. sister got this look on her face and Brooklyn's like, sister like you okay like hey girl mm-hmm. and then we see brooklyn get snatched up by hair yeah that came from um sister. yeah and and, 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 the, and the third time was a charm because this was like the third time 
she managed to get snatched up by somebody. You know, so the first yeah. time she was in that fucking room with the hair zombies and shit, and she made it out. And then the second time she got snatched up by Vanessa Williams here, and then she made it out. <laughs> and so this third time, like they're at the elevator, and Brooklyn is telling a queen, you know, uh, Brooklyn is telling Anna, you know, I should have died back there, and blah 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 blah. And then when they open the elevator, it's sister and her here, and sister's here snatches her ass up and I'm just like okay this this is just ridiculous like this this was either a means to create more screen time for Lisa Waite or this was just really bad writing you know this was just like it it, it wasn't even funny at that point it was just dumb you know yeah I wanted it to end so what happens Anna's by herself and she's running and she runs in this corner, and then the trio of the zombie weave hair bitches come out, <laughs> and it's Vanessa Williams in the front, sister on the side, and I don't even know who's on the other side. I don't even care. Right. So she's running through doors. The weave is going through doors, and she's running through another door, and the hair, it just it kind of does like if you've seen the movie The Blob, it can go through crevices and creases mm -hmm. and then she manages to run in this production room and locks the door and if you've ever seen like one of the production room it's a glass window where the the engineer works so um, she can see the zombie hair bitches looking at her and you know they're looking at each other through this glass and then they tried to get their hair and it starts to crack the glass so you can tell it's going to make its way through. Mm -hmm. um, she goes under the table to hide and she sees a gun under uh, the desk uh -huh. that's been stuck under the desk. So she's like, yes, I'm about to shoot these bitches. Right. So she takes this gun and she points it at Vanessa Williams and when she pulls the trigger, Fire comes out. It's a fucking lighter. <laughs> it's a fucking lighter that looks like a gun. Girl, I wanted to throw my remote at the TV. I <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? So she looks at it. She goes in her pocket and just get one of her cigarettes because she just like, I'm done, for These bitches about to get me. Mm -hmm. um, she lights the cigarettes. And then, um, you know, she's sitting there pretty much waiting to be done. And then she gets smart. She knows that this hair does not like to get wet. Mm -hmm. So she takes this lighter with this gun because above her, she sees the sprinkler system. And, you know, the hair is, is coming through that glass like it's almost got her. And um, she finally ignites it to where the sprinkler system goes off. So her hair's getting wet. The other bitch's hair's getting mm -hmm. wet. And while the hair's getting wet, the hair is vulnerable. Like, it's weakened. Like, it's it's like the water's like the kryptonite, which um, is kind of some bullshit because it means bitches don't be washing their weaves. And you're supposed to wash your weaves. <laughs> yeah, you can't, anyway, you can't have um, stanky weaves, you know. Yes, you can't. Like, it's ridiculous. So while the, while the weave is at its weak point, Anna gets some scissors and cuts all the weave out of her hair. Just mm. cuts it because the weave is vulnerable. It can't fight her because if the weave was dry and she picked up the scissors, the weave would have fucked her up. No, she's just cutting it. And I mean, 
she ain't even worried about if she's even cutting her real hair out the braid. She just all this shit got to go. I might have some patches, but fuck it. Right. You know? and, and my thing here, my issue with this scene right here was that you know, she she saw the sprinkler, you know, and she decided, you know, I'm going to cut this goddamn sprinkler on. You know, why didn't her hair attack her? You know, everybody no, else's to, hair attacked It was them, trying to, you know. It was trying to, but it was doing it slowly. Like, it was wrapping that, the hair was wrapping um around her arm Mm -hmm. like it didn't do it fast though it was like a slow death but like I guess I don't know I don't know maybe the hair was just tired Um, (laughs) it it was tired of this motherfucking movie too yeah you know (laughs) but but the hair their hair got wet her hair got wet and then you see the zombie bitches on the ground pretty much dying because their hair is wet which I don't understand because water dries, but whatever, um, whatever. So the next thing we see is Anna. Anna is, um, she's looking like herself again, you know, Mm -hmm. she's back to her natural. You can tell she don't work at whatchamacallits no more. And she's in her room and she's looking at that bottle of Virgie's pink oil and she's looking at the ingredients. And um, we look at, like, I paused it and I was, like, trying to look for weird ingredients, you know, and it had some things that you would naturally see in some hair products, mm-hmm. except there was this one ingredient she called out, and it, it, it said porcine uh, albinone. Porcine albinone. I think so she goes and she looks in the book because she wants the definitions of what those two words mean. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know if those are Latin terms, but basically it translates to pig's blood. Mm-hmm. So there's pig's blood in the fucking this Virgie's thing. <laughs> yeah. So we learned that Virgie is um Virgie was pretty much a witch. Pretty much, yeah. And I, I like that Anna was like, this is a fucking appetizer. Like, no wonder this hair didn't work after a while. You know? Yes. It, it it was kind of fueling the taste for blood. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm going to need more blood. Um, let's see. So she... <coughs> it was, it was, it was definitely on that motherfucking Little Shop of Horrors bullshit. You know? Yes. Feed, feed me Seymour. <laughs> yes. And then the end, which I thought was kind of, it was kind of creepy and spooky. Uh she notices, so in the beginning, I talked about the emblem on the trucks for that Louisiana, Madison, Louisiana hair company, 1866. Mm-hmm. She notices when she's looking at uh, the book, the book about the moss hair girl, and she sees the tree, she realizes that's the same emblem that's the logo on those trucks. Mm-hmm. And then we get a scene where um, we see that, um, do you remember that scene? What happened exactly? So the truck is driving down the street and it like they, it gets to the area where we saw in the beginning with all of the hair um, and the people pouring the bleach and all of that stuff. And then somebody opens the truck 
and you see that the truck has all of these different bodies in it, you know, mi- mixed in and mingled in um, mm-hmm. with all of this different hair. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to show you that this hair is is being harvested, you know. Yes. Um, and it's being and and and, and as it, as you see that it's being harvested, you learn that they're like they're telling the rest of the story over you know the scene, and you learn that the massa of the land, um, t- like he took over the land and everything that grew on it. So like whatever supplies or whatever including the hair or the moss that was growing or, on the land um he controlled everything including yes. the people, and that would have been slaves yes and so you know then you see madison uh, grant madison or you know Dawson. dawson's creek you because know because he's a descendant yeah of the person who owned this land yes so and so it, he's it, the it, one it, that's basically harvesting all of this hair and and pu- putting it into the community, putting it into you know us, our hair, and 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 you know, inflicting this shit on us because you know basically according to the story, that's what white people do. You know, they they take your yeah. land, they take your this, and they take your that, and then they own it, and and whatever else is on that land, they own it and they claim it. You know, yes, which I thought was. Um... That part I thought was kind of dope and fucked up, though. I, and you know what? I I would have loved it if they would have fleshed out this story some more. Um, but I just felt they like they were on that. I I just I just felt like they were trying so hard to give us all of these different aspects that to even learn a little bit more about this moss hair story at the end, it was just pointless and fruitless for me. Like. It it just didn't it just it didn't connect the way it needed to connect. Yes. So we learn that Dawson ain't shit and he part of this slave hair shit mm-hmm. and um it's crazy. So we have one more last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna is with her sister and you know they're having a sister moment and um Anna's in the room and her sister's upstairs. And she's saying something, her sister says something like, Oh, I'm so tired of this creamy crack. Thank God I got me an appointment with Virgie's. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. And then the movie ends. Yeah. Justin Simeon. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I was just about to say. Justin Simeon is wrong for this shit. Um, number one, because he's basically doing a Tyler Perry. Like he has, he wrote produced and directed this film and you know you you you've seen Tyler Perry films you've seen his plays like there were some sisters in the writer's room this would not happen right so I, I need you like I need you to stop doing every fucking thing you know if you if you want to write Make sure your shit sound good. If you want to just pay for the shit to get fucking done, just pay for it. If you want to direct, let somebody else write. Let somebody else produce. But this dude wrote, produced, and directed this A story film. that was... It, and it, it, I understood the base point of it, which I was just like, I get. But I think it, the point of it got fleshed out by all these dumbass scenes 
And so like, I, I feel like when you want to write, direct and produce, like, and you only have the only perspective and you compromise the image of certain groups, that's when I find it mm-hmm. highly problematic. We have a rating system here. I don't need to see this movie ever again. <laughs> I'm getting it a five. No, ma'am, you're not giving it a five because the five is the best. You're not giving it a five. I thought one was the best. Hell no, one ain't the best. One star? Hell no. Oh, wait, wait. You know what? I See, I'm so tired of talking about the damn movie. I didn't get it in reverse. <laughs> don't, um, you, don't you disrespect our rating system like that. I'm so tired. No. Yeah, no. yeah, this shit getting one star. <laughs> Girl, I was like, uh-uh. But, and, and I wasn't expecting it to be as bad as it was, you know. Like, I, I really was looking forward to watching it. Like, and, and to be quite honest, I wasn't expecting it to be a five film. But I definitely oh, I wasn't mean. expecting it to be a one or, a, you know, like, because I, I don't, I wouldn't even recommend you watching this via Netflix or Redbox which is which is what our number two is right like because the first one is rent like don't even waste is it like don't waste your coins or get it yeah don't waste your coins and then two is get it on bootleg or Mm -hmm. DVD or something like that I, I don't even recommend that you do the bootleg or the DVD like just don't watch it just just don't and 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 you try to be like supportive and you know but this this movie was just (sighs) yeah and i mean and and, and if you must if you must just 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 because you might want to understand what we're talking about it is currently on hulu so Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely on Hulu. You you can definitely watch it. Like if you really just want to go through it, like you, like my friend, my my best friend, like she knows. Sometimes I just really watch bad horror films, or I might watch some really bad films. Just just like you say, a queer, just to hate watch. To hate watch it, you know. And she'll call me a glutton for punishment. So if you yeah. watch this film. You you you're gonna be a glutton for punishment because this movie really is not all that. This movie <laughs> had like so many opportunities to tell really great stories about how sexism and, and it, it it tried to touch on everything how sexism operates in the workplace, the importance uh, or the focus on image and how music television made us all more image obsessed and you know things like that how people and eurocentrism yes, and colorism standards like, of beauty and you know and all this beauty. kind of shit and 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 keeping your identity and who you are and not compromising you know and all this like it, it had the opportunity to address so many things but in in that that in that whole thing just trying to address so many things it got all of it wrong you yes. know, it it got all of it wrong. It just was not. It it I don't know. It just was not a good film. It could have been so much more. And I and I get that it's satire, and I get all of that. Like, but it it just wasn't a queer. It just was not a good film. It it just yeah. was not. Like when we say don't go in there, girl. Don't go into your Hulu and. <laughs> 
like just don't just don't do it do not do it this movie was just awful like and 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 as black women we've definitely been there um so so we're more inclined to like support this film and 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 relate to it and be able to tell other people about the experiences and be you know be more inclined to enjoy it and and understand but this movie was it was it was just bad and it, it not so much the cast well except for usher because still like when you when you get to the end of this movie you still like what the fuck was usher doing there like mm-hmm. why was he there why his his role could have been done by anybody so i need to know why usher was there you know and i feel like they could have made this movie like a like i feel like if somebody like jordan peele would have got his hands on this he could have made it serious made it dark and made it good this just yes this ain't your lane like dear white people i love that shit like you need to stick to shit like that right because this ain't it this, this ain't the one, the mm-mm. two, the three, the four, the five. This was, ooh, I, like I literally, if I never see this movie again, I will be fine. And and I can't even blame it on like the 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 special effects or like I I wish I can blame it on that. Like I wish I can blame it on how cheesy the special effects were or how the it was just just not a good film. Like you were just trying mm-hmm. to do too much trying to put too much stuff in it you know it, and and you had like Vanessa Williams who is just fucking awesome and mm-hmm. you know she's playing this like really bitchy character and you know and and then you like what 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 did you say like she didn't this this film didn't deserve her or she didn't deserve this film you know like it it was kind of a little bit of both like because mm-hmm. we've seen like the best bitchy Vanessa Williams character I ever seen was um Wilhelmina I forget her last name but I used to watch Ugly Betty she mm-hmm. was a great bitch boss in that film mm-hmm. and I felt like you could have channeled more on that but not as much because that was more of a comedy like I feel like girl and then I just didn't like the combination of the dark but then you got silly ass goofy ass Jay Farrell it was just like what were y'all trying to do here it it it, it just it was just a hodgepodge of bullshit and honestly I just <laughs> want to be it. done with this hodgepodge I just want to be done with this episode of, of yeah. this podcast because this 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 movie just exhausted me it just it 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 really was uh, 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 just a failure like it just like it can't be campy like you you definitely have your campy movies that are just cheesy and just like lowball like like you know what to expect with these films and because they're so campy and so cheesy and just so over the top you love them for those reasons mm-hmm. but this film was just like we want to bring y'all like like yeah, it's a horror satire, but still, it still comes across clunky. It still comes across awkward. Um, like I did like um, what what's her name? The one who played Anna Bloodsoe. I think her name is Elle Lorraine. 
Um, I did like her performance because she definitely portrayed Anna as just this like really awkward person in in need of a change and in need of something to spark like this creativity and and this confidence in her and things like that. But the the rest of the movie was just so ugh, you know. It, it was just weird. It had the opportunity to be so much more, and it was just clumsily done. Yeah, yeah, it was just clumsily it, done. The writing, it, it was the writing. It was really the writing, because I think yeah. the execution followed probably the way this Justin Simeon wanted written, and um, you just don't ever need to do this no more. I don't <laughs> want to ever see this movie again. Um, yeah, and I'm so, so sorry I'm, to the listeners if I sound so negative. Yes. But like I just got to keep it real with y'all. It was this just was bad. Not, it, was, it was just bad. So I'm I'm with you on the rating. Like it, it's a it's a one star for us. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't even waste your time. Like if like if it was in if it was in the movie theater, we would tell you don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. You know, like just don't even bother. We we're we're telling you now. <laughs> save yourself the Hulu pick something else but if yeah. you know if if you need to go on Hulu like or or if 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 you got the Hulu login for one of your friends you can watch it it's free but we just wouldn't recommend it we would definitely yeah. tell you to pass. you know to pass on this like find a better movie a, a better a better one to watch cuz this this was just not it at all Whew. I'm so glad I don't, I don't have to watch this ever again. Yeah, I agree with you. I I absolutely agree with you. Um I'm definitely not going to be picking this one again. There's there's one on Hulu that I watch like a lot. Um but this bad hair will definitely not be getting replayed. <laughs> once once we are absolutely done with this this podcast, this episode is I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah, we done with this film. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. Like we're yes. we gonna wrap this up right now. Um, we wanna thank y'all for tuning in to this podcast about bad yes. hair. It was it was bad hair, it was bad acting, it was what what did he do? He wrote, produced, bad and directed. Writing, a yeah, bad so, movie. yeah, it was just bad, bad, bad written, bad writing, bad producing, and bad directing. It was it was just all of it was just bad. So we 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 gonna end it with that. The bad hair was bad. All right. Well, Miss B and Miss Tut signing off. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Uh, yeah. You all be blessed and um. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we end with. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Damn, this is some scurvy shit! <laughs> oh.